Lasada. I really think you oughta make that dish a little hotter. Wash the ring around your collar, not Sanders or Parker, more like Bob Barker. Plinko with your granny, green chili off that fanny. Some like it hot, some like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Some like it hot, some like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Cause some like it hot, some like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Some like it hot, some like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Some like it hot, some like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Some like it hot, some like it slow. What you think, paleo? I drink bone buffer brekkie, barbecue a turkey necky. I eat dirt and I hurt and I flirt and I squirt like a two loose latrecky. Eating for the nine to five, I be eating in my cave for the six to nine. Fuck your plants and your protein, stick them in a hole. Billy Joel feeds my soul, stick your shit horns in a hole. Some like it hot, some like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Some like it hot, some like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Some like it hot. Some like it slow. What do we eat in, man? I don't know. Some like it hot. Some like it slow. What do we eat in, man? I don't know. Some like it hot. Some like it slow. All right. That's that. That's that. They just heard a rap. A pretty amazing rap. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. On that point. All right. What's going on? Man, what isn't going on? Getting over all sorts of um, seasonal. It's been a uh, it's been a wicked and uh, unpredictable cold season, I'd say. I thought it was tame. It yeah. was tame like a cat until 2016, and now it roared like lion. Yeah, and you know, sicknesses have kind of crept up out of the out of the uh, foliage in the jungle. What? And just like clamped onto your neck. You think it's a cute little kitten. Like this cold isn't so bad. And then it leaps up. You got a wicked respiratory cold. Just just sinks its fangs into your jugular. Yeah. And one of its its back hind claws is hooked on your nipple. Ouch. You're screaming. And it just doesn't seem to end. It's like it's drinking your blood. It's like a vampire cat. (sighs) That's what these colds are like. They're like vampire cats. Vampire jungle cats. uh, Maybe it's septic. Sepsis. Maybe you got like a blood virus. You're going, fu- da- you're going down. <laughs> a blood virus? I don't know. Lots of yeah. bad things happen to people all the time. I don't know what they maybe are. Okay? Got, maybe I'm not you, a doctor. Maybe you've got the blood farts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Is that part I, of the problem you're having right now? That's a deep cut for Danielle and Stuart right there. <laughs> okay. And to everyone else, I apologize for whatever image might be floating through your head right now. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's worse. I just, I'm okay. I'm feeling all right. Yeah. I've podcasted worse. I think we both have. Yeah, you, you know, sound better. Speaking of, you know what's guaranteed to give you blood farts? Stop it. Roundup. No. Oh, they haven't proved that link yet? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, sorry. I take that back. I was gonna. We were gonna just banter for a while. Oh, no, wanna... no, 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 no. Let's get into it. No, we can riff. No, we'll get riff later. You want to talk more about the cold? We've season? only got. We've only got five stories here. I know. We'll be done before you know it. But let's give the people what they want. Which is what they want. 
Have we figured that out yet? Is have that our, a song? Uh, have our analytic uh, algorithms unearthed oh, what, what the people want? What you want. I'm thinking what you want. Oh, um, the Beastie Boys. Yeah, they, they like Neil. We know that. Do we? Yeah, we do. Traffic goes through the roof. Anytime we just say the word, the word Neil. Well, then we have to promote it. Oh, yeah, Neil on Survivor. Well, you wait till he actually gets on Survivor. Is that? We're going to ride those coattails. Does that premiere on Monday? February 17th. 17th. CBS. Oh, yeah, let's plug it. Mm-hmm. It's a plug for Neil. February 17th, CBS, Survivor. Bleh. Where are they? They're in Cambodia. Or like an island off Cambodia. Okay. Uh, to start, they're divided into three groups, Brains, Brawn, and Beauty. Neil's in Beauty? <laughs> no, he's in Brains. I, I read his profile. He's in Brains. I bet it was a, clef- it was a tough call, though. Like, we put him in Beauty. Yeah, I would have put him in any of the three. Or Brains, or Brawn, too. He's no, no, he's, it's two weeks out. It's not even, it's barely February. Week after next. All right. I was thinking it was the 7th, that's all. Survivor. I apologize. I'm going to look that up. Survivor something. It has a name, right? Survivor Cow Wrong. Cow Wrong. The cow is wrong? Well, so what the hell is Cow Wrong? No, K-A-O-H Wrong. R-O-N-G. Boom. Second largest island of Cambodia. There you go. You were so right about that island off <laughs> Cambodia thing. Never cease to amaze. I'm looking at a chart. Yep. Of glyphosate and superweeds. In corn, soy, and cotton. Going back to 1990 up through 2010. Wait, they're putting glyphosate in weed? Which direction? So this is the uh, tons applied of glyphosate. <laughs> there, we're also tracking the confirmed number of glyphosate-resistant weeds, the superweeds. Which direction would you say these uh, charts indicate? Usage? They skyrocket in unison. <laughs> yeah, they do. So there's this, we keep trying to figure this out, right? Like You don't need an analytics algorithm to figure this one out. No, no, the chart. Check the doc. It's very clear. Um, this is a USDA research, economic research chart. So yeah, The weeds are the reacting to the glyphosate. Only the best primary research on NatchCast. So fast. But remember, we're trying to figure this out because people say, people, uh, the vested interests in genetically modified seeds go, well, you're going to use less pesticide mm. and we're not going to till. No, no till. They're no till. Bro till. I'm trying to get all this, get a little this straight in my mind. Because okay. remember, we would like go, oh yeah, now the now the seeds are resistant to the pesticides, so you can spray the hell out of them. So we're using a lot more, and then like the science babe would go, no, no, we're actually using less. Well, this is a chart. I got a chart right here. It's a very very simple chart. Very simple chart. We're using a hell of a lot more. And the weeds are getting a hell of a lot more resistant. We're using a hell of a lot more glyphosate, and yeah, the weeds are getting resistant too. We do that. The weeds respond in kind, so almost want... instantaneously, it would seem. Oh, it's like it looks like nature knows the... every move we're making and says. Well, actually, it looks like it looks like you know the weeds uh, revolution kind of started slowly. The evolution revolution. Hmm. But then it's like once it gets a toehold, it, it woke up. Yeah. Let's see. It gets a toehold at about uh, thirty. Oh five. Thirty. Thirty confirmed number of glyphosate resistant weeds. Right. Once it reaches thirty, then it just really is like fuck you and just yeah. well, that's neck and neck with the glyphosate. I think you need to be looking at the x-axis on. I'll y- look at what I choose to look at. I feel I sound really loud this week. I so wonder I'll if say, that'll okay. make it all the way through to post. 
between 2004 and 2005. That's what I would say, yeah. Well, I want to be more like you, so that's what <laughs> I would say too now. Last week, remember, did you hear this last week when you're like, why are you always talking about Roundup? Aren't there other pesticides? Apparently not. <laughs> this yeah, is a big one. I'll put that one to bed for you. Why, do, why does Mark always talk about Roundup? Because. Because he's, he's boring. Glyphosate, now the most used agricultural chemical ever. Douglas, Maine, Newsweek. Yep. Americans have applied 1.8 million tons of glyphosate, which is the active in Roundup. We're talking Roundup Monsanto here. 1.8 million tons of glyphosate since its, in, since its introduction in 1974. Worldwide, 9.4 million tons of the chemical have been sprayed onto fields. Enough to spray nearly half a pound of Roundup on every cultivated acre of land in the world. So it's just coated in a sheen of Roundup. That's right. It's like that meat bar from last week, last week, just glistening. Wait a minute, did you take out one of my quotes? I've got a quote on here. No, it's the next one. Hmm. Yeah, just keep looking. Son of a gun. There it is. 50 times more glyphosate is allowed on corn grain now than in 1996. Infants are currently exposed to higher levels of glyphosate through their food than was considered safe for them in 1983. Startling. Progress. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I see that, and I see the American free market at work. I know. I I feel like this should be alarming. Am I just becoming that? I see Ted Cruz. I jaded. see Trump. No, Cruz actually was sort of pushing back against the, uh, oh, it was just subsidies probably in general. F them. You're not alarmed by that? Those are your infants. No, I mean, I'm alarmed, but part of me is also like, Meh. I can't, well, yeah. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I can't carry the burden and weight of the whole world every single second of every day. I can't do it. As long as we're ruled. I'm 43. As a species, as long my as back we... back hurts and my eyes don't work. ...continue to allow ourselves to be ruled by greed. Let's just have this be an old man health podcast. <laughs> this is what we're in for. <laughs> yeah. we're, we, we succumb to greed, and this yeah. is what we're left with. Yeah, boy. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of Roundup, you know? Like, pare back a little on the Roundup. It's one solution. Or just get rid of it entirely, because clearly it's not working. <sighs> But I mean, it's working, but how is it working if the weeds are just responding right no, away? No, it's not working. And so it makes they, no sense. People talk about the um, pesticide treadmill. Uh, the, so the organic community, the Bronners, all about the Chemag lobby. Yeah. Get off that treadmill. Go with Roundup. Use it. Abuse it. Weeds figure it out. Mother Nature says, aha! Super weed. Okay, we got to go to the next one. 2,4-D. Used to be good in Agent Orange. Let's start spraying that, spraying that again. You lobby, you get it approved again, blah, blah, blah. You spray that, then you're going to get more resistant weeds. More and more chemicals. Stronger and stronger pesticides. When will it end? It's Mother Nature, man. You can't outfox that foxy mama. You know what I'm saying? One large, one medium. This is the story of the week. My God. Did you see this one? Yeah. Mushroom burial suit. I knew about turns, these. So did I. Turns dead by... I didn't know... Well, not this specific one. I knew about one that you. I think you could get wrapped in this like compost blanket and then buried upright, like standing <laughs> up, and then they'd plant a seedling above your head. And then you basically well, like become that, a tree. That's, well, that's good, too. Um, mushroom burial suit turns dead bodies into clean compost by Katie Herzog. No, Her- that's just Herzog. 
Grist. Is she related to Velna? <coughs> Grist. <coughs> Grist. Oh, I need some floss. It's another Grist article. One large, one medium. I assumed you would want a medium. You would like a tight-fitting, form, formed. You uh, well, I'm sure with you a, want a with, you with want a, a baggy. <laughs> I'll do. I'll you do want w- the baggy one. One large, one medium with drop crotch. Well, then that drop crotch can just fill up with a big super clot of mushrooms of humus, and then it'll just devour my nethers. You know, just be your no, your, the de- your decaying organs will just Dump. descend in your drop crotch. <laughs> oh, that's poetic. I like that. The brainchild of designers J. Rim Lee and Mike Ma, the Infinity Burial Suit is essentially a bodysuit you wear after death. The makers say that it cleanses the body of toxins before returning it to nature, and the human body is full of toxins. It's beautiful. The best line, though. I'll, you read the next one, because there's, the, there's something magical in there. During development, Lee tested various types of mushrooms. Oh, there's two magical things. Here's the first. Oh, I see. Okay, you're queuing me up. Yep which are known to clean up toxic environments by feeding them her own hair, skin, and nails and selectively breeding the ones that best consume them. So that's magic right there. That is. That's the kind of research that's I could That's DIY at home, feeding mushrooms your own body, your own sloughed... Oh, it's the Dave Carney uh, skin pillow. Oh, yeah, skin pillow, huh? You could, get, you could do thousands of experiments with just that one oh, sofa Oh, Dave, cushion. if you send us your pillow, <laughs> yeah. we'll see what we can grow on. We'll get you a kick-ass burial suit. Man, actually, that'd suit. be great. We're going to be out in L.A. over spring break. Maybe I'll see if I could... Uh, Natchcast? No, just me and my family. Oh. But I'm saying I'm, I might see Dave if he's around. Maybe I will bring a uh, some sort of like Swallow. hazmat bag and he can drop his old pillow in there and then we'll see what you, you grow on you got to do that. you gotta, you got to meet him at his house. Take his you got to walk in there and pull out a Ziploc bag with a cotton swab and like maybe some like a little thing of rubbing alcohol and get the swab wet. Then go over to his couch and start swabbing. Well, wouldn't the rubbing alcohol kill the Yeah, bacteria? so don't do that. Like, how are you going to pick up the... I was just going to have him give me his pillow. No, you make I it like the idea super of... creepy. Like you go over and you just swab his pillow and then put it in the bag. And... It's pretty creepy to take someone's pillow too. All right. And then... With the pillow. And then we just set up his pillow somewhere in the basement and just see how many mushrooms we can grow on it. So uh, she was feeding the mushrooms her own hair, skin, and nails. Okay. So then she designed a bodysuit. With thread infused with the mushroom spores. So, genius. How do you do that? I don't know. I love it. You just coat them and... Yeah. It's one hell of a loom. After death, the mushrooms consume both the body and the toxins within it. Basically, the suit eats you, leaving behind clean, pollutant-free compost. It's got to be the best way to go. Such a great sentence, too. Yeah. Basically, the suit eats you. I'm going to change that. I don't know. Is that the title of the show now? Basically, (laughs) the suit eats you? (laughs) Well, maybe. No, oh, this is beautiful. And the, and the article this mentions... There's a trend, the whole green burial thing, because the two options are pretty bad. Well, yeah, because it says, like, you get cremated. It's like three hours of burning. You're releasing all sorts of toxins into the air and pollutants. There, burial, I, you're pumped full of chemicals. And then when your body finally decomposes... Yep, leaches back out. Leaches through that ridiculous coffin you paid four grand for. Yep, you're spending thousands, pumping yourself, you know, whatever. Mushroom suit. Does this all happen underground, though? Do they bury you in the suit? Well, so what I've heard... In or do they just like lean you against a tree? In this oh, it's called like the Urban Death Project. Or green, there's green burial, which is sort of a natural version of burial without the chemicals. And I don't know if that's legal or not. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, your pappy, you go bury that dog in the back, you dig a hole, put the dog in it, and put a little stick over there, commemorate. You're done. You're done. 
have to complicate this and citify it. The Urban Death Project is all about creating like a, I think that's the name of it, like a big monument. So you like walk in. Like imagine in the middle of Manhattan, this big... Mm, Mausoleum? Yeah, but it's, no, it's, a little, it's less, less daunting. Mm. More spiraling sort of thing. And you walk up and like it's... So it's like the it's Guggenheim? Giant, yes. <laughs> it saying? looks like the Guggenheim, I think. And it's basically uh, just a big compost mound. But it smells good in there. But you do a ceremonial thing where you, you know, like you cart in the deceased. Where you wheel your dead body <laughs> as high up as you can go before you barf because it smells like <laughs> no, I'm sure they rank man- death in there. No, they man, it smells like dirt. Probably. Smells like mushrooms. You yeah. at the top, you're burying the bodies reverentially, and at the bottom, your citizens are coming in to get compost. Ooh, that's pretty grim, dude. I don't think people are going to be loving to get bucketfuls of dead people compost. Oh, it's it's a little rugged. It's not just dead people. Dead dogs. It's also pillows. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot you know, of just dirt. No, I like that. I had a Look professor at you. when I what? I'm surprised you're resisting that one. That'd be right up your alley. I like it. I'm saying it, it would be difficult to uh, get people behind that. I would think. Yeah. What do you do with this burial suit then? Before you get to your professor. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Do you in get theory, buried in it? Because could mushrooms grow underground like that? Then are you basically, you're a truffle instead of you oh. the human truffle. And then the pigs find you. Yeah. I'm thinking you could, I could just die. I could die right now on this podcast. All right. Put stakes, me in the, stakes just went up. <laughs> you put me in the suit, put me over there in your art room, wait a couple weeks and I'm gone. Mm. <laughs> There's just mushrooms in there. You're just a pile of compost. Just well, that's mushrooms. what I'm wondering because what, it would be a little unsettling to just yeah, have dead lay, bodies. Lay down a tarp first. Well, could you bury it underground, though, is the question here. Maybe just, like, a foot underground. Totally. Of course you can. There's no rules. Why not? But will the mushrooms activate? They I don't think there's any light laws there. about what to do with dead bodies. Yeah, surely there's no regulations. Oh, no, I had a professor. I went to Adams State College for two years in Alamosa, Colorado. That's great detail. It is. It's like Ivy League shit, dude. You never heard an airplane before? Oh, yeah, I do hear yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's what that is. I thought it was your stomach. That's what again. pros do. When an airplane flies over, they stop everything. <laughs> Isogenics. Uh, his name was Cooper, Mr. Cooper? Or no, Mr. Foster. He looked like C. Everett Coop, the the uh, sur- the urgent, Surgeon General. The <laughs> former <laughs> Surgeon General. The Urgeon? The, ur- the Urchin. C. Urchin? The Urchin General. The C. Urchin General. The, uh, yes. The Urgeon. Purgeon. But he was wonderful. Virgin. He he uh Gurgeon. he uh motivated me to to be a better writer and to to just like fucking go for it with shit and not hold back. He was great. So accelerate the story. I'm just getting I'm sinking in, man. It's a mushroom story here. Just making sure the the, the environment's properly dank, dankified with detail. I'm I'm listening. No, you're you're derailing. I'm writing can I get one with a drop crotch before I forget. What he wanted to do well, assuming things went his way, was no, when he knew he was ready to die, he'd go out into the woods, lean against a tree, and uh, let a pack of wolves devour him. That was his dream. I tell you what, once he told me that dream, it kind of became my dream, too. But now my dream is mushroom suit. Why don't you find him and see if it happened? I should look for him. How are you ever going to make that happen? What do you mean? What are you going to do? Well, maybe you live 
So you think, so you're like, okay. I mean, he lives in Alamosa. It's like a pretty rural area. So if he feels sick, he's like, oh, you know, you get old enough, you can tell like, oh, I think I'm going to fucking die tomorrow. I don't know if you'll know. You get you up. you know? You drive to the edge of the forest. You walk in. You sit down, lean against a tree. You get at peace with life and death. And then you go, oh, I think it's just a cold. Then you go, you get back up. You get back up, walk your car and go home. No, you call the wolves. And then they come and they just. No, you know. Death. They are the gatekeepers. They, All around uh, us, they, disease. Terminal, horrific, horrible disease. No, the, the wolves usher you into the next phase of the life cycle. The death cycle. We are so tainted. We are so full of crap. Those wolves might not even touch us. No one wants to hear about your taint. We've done two out of five stories. I know. What would Tyler say? Tyler Wells, Coffee Zower of Los Angeles. Natch Rancher. Coming for a visit on Sunday. You pay for that, asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was his, that was his tagline. Yeah. Move over, civet cats. Civet, right? Sure. What would you have said? Civet. No, not. I think it's. Sive. Sive. This coffee company tries a fresh approach with bacteria. Nathaniel Johnson. Grist. I need a toothpick. Got some grist. Blah, 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 blah. 20 years Between ago. My, blah, my blah, blah, blah. Technologies for detecting DNA. Blah, blah, blah. Identify. Blah, blah, blah. Do something crazy. Blah, blah, blah. We can pick the right microbes to forge new flavors and foods. That's what the company Athener is doing. When it offered up bespoke fermented coffee through Kickstarter last year, I was curious enough to buy some. I say, I must have some of this curious coffee. Bespoke fermented. Bring me my beer tonic. And I must be on my way. Romance, Mr. Romance. Uh, Affineur designed the coffee to replicate the taste of cive beans. That's the coffee that gets extra special fermentation while passing through the digestive system of a jungle cat. Hey, we were talking about jungle cats. This cold is a jungle cat, a vampiric jungle cat. Right. Sneaks up on you. You pet it once or twice, and then it latches on to your jugular. Workers used to gather those coffee beans out of wild civet poop. Sive. But these days, they simply keep the cats in cages to streamline the process. <laughs> oh, boy. Affiner was billing this as a more sustainable, cruelty-free version of civet coffee. Hmm. It's not sad that they put them in cages now control the supply chain of the poop beans. They don't want any poop getting away. Yeah, but that's not free-range poop. It's not. It's all over again. And Industrializing the, the, uh, the civet poop uh, coffee market. Yeah, the chemical levels in the poop are going to be all jacked if the cat's not allowed to prowl and hunt. Look at you. I agree. Fuck yeah, you agree. So what would Tyler say? I don't know. This article didn't really thrill me. <laughs> civet. Civet. You civet. said civet. I said cive. Civet. So it's right in between the two. I don't know if this is YouTube. I don't trust it. Yeah. Well, they tasted it and they were like, oh, yeah, it's good. It tastes like expensive coffee that's even more expensive than regular. But it's not game changer. Nope. So he probably wouldn't like this at all. That's my guess. If he, uh, if someone was. I wonder if he's it. ever had poop coffee. I'll bet he has. 
Oh, I'm sure. Isn't I'm there, sure, uh, yeah. Jamaican Blue Mountain, isn't that a coffee too that passes through a monkey's butthole? Well, that would be a... <sighs> like a riddle. So I don't know what Tyler would say. <laughs> What's passing I'll ask the him. monkey's butthole? I'll uh, ask Tyler if, okay. he's, if he's ever <laughs> tongued to the monkey's butthole, <laughs> so to speak. Slurped, that you slurp the coffee. Have you ever slurped the monkey's butthole? Why do you have to take it that way? Tonguing it was bad enough. I think tonguing it's worse than slurping it. I was oh, actually, slurping no. was me stepping back. Slurping implies the ingestion of something. Of coffee, dude. Not if you just say, have you ever slurped the monkey's butthole? I said, have you ever slurped from the monkey's butthole? Oh, I didn't hear the from. I might not have put it's it It's like in there. you and the tiki virus. Okay. It's, it's Zika. I know what it is. So we've decided we don't know what Tyler would say. Do we know what Aerosmith would say? The surprising truth about the food movement. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's Tamar Haspel. Our, our, famous, our favorite uh, Aerosmith, Aerosmith super fan. I'm Aerosmith buddy. Yeah. So uh, this is a Washington Post article. Here's the quote. The Rutgers study... <laughs> No good? Try one more time. Rutgers. The Rutger-Hauer study asked consumers about information on labels using both methods. What is this fucking dropped in with no parachute quote here? What study? Roll with it. What methods? <laughs> Roll with it. It was a long article. It was. Uh, what would you like to see on labels? And the second, would you like to see X on labels? Now those are the methods right there, aren't they? I found them. The difference between the responses is huge, and it's at the heart of why the food movement seems so much bigger than it actually is. There you go. So what's okay. the answer? You got through the quote. You give people a blank slate, like, what would you like to see on food labels? They're like, uh... But you say, would you like to see GMOs on food labels? Uh-huh. You did it. That's it. That's, That's the, the whole article. story. Yeah. But the implication of that being all this noise around food, people don't care as much as you might think. No, and it hasn't really affected when, many bottom lines. When it gets down to it, people are when still you're buying at that the same shopping shit. cart, when you're in that voting booth, when you're caucusing. I like caucusing as a verb. Uh-huh. Why do you have to take it there every time, Mark? <laughs> the, the, um, Raucous um, with your caucus? Come on. She does make a point, though, that the... Um, so all these consumers pushing for cleaner products, and you kick out the artificial this, the preservatives, the stuff. We've talked about this. I've had this thought. This is why I'm so big on food tech. This is why you're a kingmaker. I'm big on food tech. See if that cue made it in. At the end of the day, have have you really made a huge difference in people's health or? Health of the planet. Health of the planet, I'm getting more more behind. You know, yeah. we, got, we got a roundup problem. Right? Clearly. <laughs> but like, we got rid of artificial red, Red Lake 40, and we use something else. Okay, that's good. But it's not a huge game changer. No. Nope. You've taken out a little bit. You, get, you, know, you stack them all up. The Red Lake 40 with the 9,000 other things you're ingesting. The yoga foam in the bread. <laughs> Heard that. Yeah. The fake non-free-range poop coffee. Right? The tainted monkey's Lapped butthole. Lapped it up. Uh, so her point being that the cons- consumers are pressuring these companies to do all these things. It may have minimal effect, right? And it may actually, here, what does she say? A deck chair rearrangement exercise. That's what consumers are doing. 
that probably won't make our food more healthful, but could both encourage consumption of the targeted processed foods, because they're natural, now, and possibly contribute to food waste, because preserv- preservatives do indeed preserve... Ooh, interesting point. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if, we ate, if we all ate kimchi and kraut, we'd be fine. Or if we all ate Vega 1 bars and nothing, nothing else? Those would have to be preserved. Vega 1 bars? Oh, yeah. I think they... What do you mean? You think they have a shelf life, huh? No, they got something in them to make them shelf-stable for centuries. That's right. Not... And it ain't... And it ain't... Pickle juice. Let me ask you this. If you were going to... I want to I wanna put together like a little emergency survival stash down here. <laughs> Who's that? Um, that's Natch Studio. That's coming up next. Oh. <laughs> uh... No, one, no, so I was looking at Costco. They have like those huge airtight grain bins that you're gonna you can get, buy You're going to get survivalists down here, huh? No, I'm just curious. I've been thinking about it. How about a gun? I don't, I don't think I want a gun. Knife? Big knife. A knife? I'm thinking like lots of Compound golf clubs. Com- golf clubs, baseball bats. Oh, t-ball bats. T-ball bats are actually the jam, dude, because they're like, they're shorter than baseball bats and they're aluminum. You can get all kind of freaky with one of those. I wish people could have seen that little flutter of your yeah, hand. I had, a, I had a friend who was like... It's very artful. He didn't even ever get in fights, but for some reason he was always concerned about being jumped or something or carjacked, I don't know. But he used to carry a t-ball bat and it slid like right under his front seat real nicely. And he, it was short enough that someone was giving him shit. You know, he could pull it out without like, you know, a baseball bat would be long. You'd have to like angle it and be real obvious. You could like quickly just get that t-ball bat out, crack some skull. Yeah, like trying to do a three-point turn in a tight alley. Exactly, man. Just nothing but comedy. That's right, but it, uh, anyway. Especially if it makes a beeping noise when you go in reverse. But I'm thinking, you don't want dry grains down. I mean, what are you going to do with that? Like, they have those big grain bins, but then you need water. You need water to, like, cook the rice or rehydrate the beans. Mm. So you're wasting water. What are you going to do? I'm going to get one of those things, and I'm going to fill it with Vega 1 powder. Hey, there the, you go. Yeah. I'll get Wait, two the, of them. the powder. Yeah. And the bars. I'll keep the bars too, but if those things were filled. You know what you're going to do? You're going to buy a bunch of bars and you're going to miss going to the grocery store one time and start dipping into your bar stash before you know it. That's the fear, yeah. The survivalist pack is depleted. Yeah, but then you always replenish and that way you're eating the oldest. So, Where are you going to put this thing? Just over there. That's Just the a bin? Stuff. Just a survivalist bin. I want you to buy it. Big marker or sticker on it, like, do not open, emergency only, apocalypse only. Apocalypse now. Uh, no, see, we'll, so I'll have so a big airtight bin of protein powder, a bunch of uh, bottles of water, like the big bottles, the deep rock, you know, the big ones, the however many fucking gallons, five gallons, 10 gallons, whatever that is, 30 gallons. Yeah, fucking... Then you're going to want uh, some plastic tarp and duct tape so you can tape off your windows in the event of a, uh, you know, like a dirty, oh. dirty bomb or something. Mm. Yeah, sure. You'll get a nice airtight seal. No, no. You you'll get, you'll, you'll minimize. Okay. Motherfucker. Maybe be like some radiation sickness pills. There's some good supplements for that. Yeah. And then uh, a bunch of Vega 1 bars. It's all natural. What's crazy about this survivalist approach is like iodide. we could potentially come out of a disaster. Uh, my oh. my whole family out of a disaster, buff as fuck, like just come out shredded. 
what would that be like, you know? Start of a new race. Your neighbors, you you know, after three weeks, while they lock everything down and clean everything, then you emerge from your house. You look across the street, and one neighbor comes out all frail and just like fucking dehydrated, and we emerge glowing light behind us just swinging swinging t-ball bats we and got just t-ball killing bats people. we're just cut as hell stealing their wares no we're not stealing we've prepared we have what well, we need yeah but when you emerge you're gonna need to restock no no when you're we emerge see all those frail people doddering around and you got your t-ball bat by the time we emerge the trump-led government will have you know put things back on the rails no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. They will have built a wall around your house. Yeah. Like, oh. And said, that we were, one's done. We were too shred. They were, <laughs> yeah. they were dangerous. I don't, when I look at him, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. He's out. What a loser. Be jealous of my hair. More than faux mayo, Hampton Creek's revenues surged 350% in 2015, says CEO. We're about more than just mayo by Elaine Watson. What up, Waddy? What up, Waddy? <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> okay. Yeah, so Unilever, after that whole kerfuffle. They shit the bed, do you remember that? I do, then they unshit it, and then... They were suing Hampton Creek, said you're not mayo. They withdrew it. Then there was that whole egg board, wanted to like send Tetrick to the Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Mafia was going to. Yeah, he was going to get beat up by a bunch of pickle makers. Well, Unilever now has an eggless mayonnaise product. They're not calling it mayonnaise, but that's, you know, a direct response to Hampton. Hampton's revenue's up 350%. 50% of it is now from food service, so you don't even see it at the shelf. 10% 10% is international. Their headcount's gone from 60 to 110. As we know from talking to Morgan last time, their, move, their headquarters moved. Mm. San Francisco from a 2,700 square foot facility to 95,000 square feet. I think I read that right. That's dramatic. It is. Tens of millions of dollars are going into discovery of functional plants currently off the radar. You just want to be Hampton Creek so bad. Well, they've gone quieter. Uh, yeah, but look at these products. They're rolling and They out. used to be in the news so much. So yeah, they've gone quiet. So this is a little update. Like, what have you been up to? And there, look at these products. They're like, oh yeah, while the egg board was fucking chasing its own tail, look at this. We're making cookies. Mm-hmm. We're making dessert mixes. Mm-hmm. We're making breakfast mixes. Mm-hmm. We're making scramble. That's the one I'm excited about. Some fucking fake eggs that I can scramble. That one's tough. They're still trying to perfect What, what it. I hope is that they oh do. Oh, my God. Look at this. I want an... Uh, Just are they going to do... Now, here's the question for the scramble. Look at all these cakes. Do you just go for a straight egg white scramble? Do you want them white or do you want them yellow? I want them... Both. Yeah, because I got one kittle. He'll only eat scrambled eggs if they're white. What? Well, he won't. He doesn't like... Yolks. What? So I can't. I can't always get what? him to eat yellow scrambled eggs. What? He likes an egg white scramble. Let me guess. He's like a Californian. <laughs> yeah. He's also gluten free. Yeah. Let me guess. Huh. He's picky. Well, come on. He has the luxury of parents who will, in, or a dad who will indulge his uh, yolk right aversion. There. Just cake, coffee crumble. Just coffee cake. 
just cake, carrot, just cake, chocolate, just cake, vanilla, just cookies, oatmeal, raisins. These are on shelves? They're, or in food service. Some of this might just be food service. Smart move, guys. Fucking scramble. Just breakfast, just pancakes, just muffins, just, tell me there's waffles. There's gotta be waffles. I don't see waffles. Dude, if you have a waffle iron, you can make waffles with pancake mix. Yeah, I know. It's a very similar batter. I would think they'd just go ahead and just drop one in, right? Oh, look at all these muffins. Oh, man. Cookie dough. Three kinds of cookie dough. Dressing. That's going to be a big one. Food service. Look at all that. Just ranch. Just ranch light. Just just thousand. All right. Just give it a rest. <laughs> just Italian. Just enough already. Just balsamic. Just balsack. Just miso nut. That's not right. Miso yuba. Miso yuba. That's very small. I can't read it. Just. <laughs> Wait a minute. Best one. Just Wild West. What the hell is that? I don't know. What's Wild West dressing? Oh, it's like a spicy ranch. Oh, It's like a Chipotle know? ranch. A what? A Chipotle ranch. It's Chipotle ranch. You can keep saying it that way. It's Chipotle ranch. How would you say it? Chipotle? It's a Chipotle ranch? Chipotle. That's what I said. It's Chipotle ranch. Didn't even get... No, you didn't. Chipotle ranch. You just did not. Chipotle Ranch. And you sound stupid every time you... <laughs> Who's stupid? Who can't get off his computer and have a conversation? I'm, that was... That... Hey, that just thing ended a while ago. You're still over there monkeying oh, That around. was five stories. Checking your feeds. Trying to cut the, cut the flow for, for folks. They got lives to lead. Yeah, they do. We've already entertained them. And, oh, jeez. <laughs> Look at this. We've already entertained them and educated them. What a tongue twister, huh? We've probably also <laughs> revolted them a little bit. I think I have neurological problems. I can't speak. Next time on Natchcast. I think All I right. have neurological problems. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Always good to be with you. Mm-hmm. Next episode is a big one. It's 50. It is. If we can be healthy, we're going to drink bush beer. It's hard Something to be healthy like on a slow. planet on a terraform is just fucking soaked and rounded. Something like it hot. Something like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Something like it hot. Something like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Something like it hot. Something like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Something like it hot. Something like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Something like it hot. Something like it slow. What are we eating, man? I don't know. Something like it hot. Something like it's slow. What do we eat? Man, I don't know.